1: W.J. Pierce for creating and performing our music. Good evening and welcome to Thorn and Cross Haunted Nights Live, where your hosts, Alistair Cross and Tamara Thorne, thank you for joining us. Uh, it's May and we're still celebrating those crazy ladies who brought us into the world. So before we get down to business, here's Tamara to tell you a little about our favorite mother, Prissy Martin, who you will meet in our thriller, which is aptly titled Mother. Mother.
2: Oh, and she's the kind of person you better get a present for or you're going to hear about it for the rest of your life. (laughs) In our provocative thriller, Mother, you'll meet Prissy Martin. She's the diva of Morning Glory Circle, the overseer of garage sales and neighborhood Christmas decorations. No one escapes her watchful eye. No one, that is, except her son who committed suicide and her daughter Claire who hasn't spoken to her in a decade. But now Claire and her husband are expecting, and when they're forced to move back, Prissy's there to welcome them home with open arms and to reclaim her broken family, and we do mean reclaim. Prissy says she's mended her ways, but has she? Claire struggles to separate dim childhood memories memories of twisted abuse and perverted punishments from mother's apparent new attitude. But the sights of her dead brother's toy soldiers all over the house freeze-dried dogs all over Mother's bed and her disabled stepfather's eyes following her as he silently watches from the upstairs window, begs the question, who's the real monster in this
1: family? All right, and you can find Mother and all of our other novels at Amazon and in ebook and paperback, wherever books are sold. All right, again, you're listening to Thorn and Cross, Haunted Nights Live. You can learn more about what we do at our websites, which are Alistair Cross and... AlistairCross.com and TamaraThorne.com You can visit our mutual blog at Thornandcross.wordPress.com. If you tweet, our handles are at CrossAlistair and at Tamara Thorne You can visit our Haunted Nights Live page on Facebook and if you're on Instagram, you can find us at, at Thorn at and at official underscore Cross. For more information on the show, you can visit Authors on the Air on Facebook, Twitter, and at AuthorsOnTheAir.com. This is a broadcast of the Authors on the Air Global Radio Network, LLC. All right, tonight we have a return visit from one of our favorite guests and favorite people, uh, D.P. Lyle. Uh, D.P. Lyle, M.D., is the number one best-selling, multi-award-winning author of the Samantha Cody, Dub Walker, Jake Longley, and Kane Harper thriller series, as well as the Royal Pains media tie-in novels. He has worked with many novelists, as well as the writers of such popular shows as Law & Order, CSI Miami, Diagnosis Murder, Monk, Judging Amy, Cold Case, Peacemakers, Medium, House, Women's Murder Club, 1-800-MISSING, Pretty Little Liars, and The Glades. Doug also hosts the podcast Criminal Mischief, the art and science of crime fiction, which covers all the bases of crime, forensics, and all other manner of dark, disturbing things. Uh, Tonight we're going to talk about his latest book, Rigged, which is book four in the Jake Longley series, and that arrives May 19th. All right, without further ado, welcome to the show, Doug. How are you doing?
0: Hey, doing great. always love visiting with you guys.
1: Oh, we love having you. We love having you. We do. We do. All right, um, so, so RIG, this is book four in the Jake Longley series. I'm very excited about it. This is a great series. Um, we, we've, we've talked about it a little bit before, but for anybody who might just be tuning in, can you tell us a little about this, the Jake Longley series?
0: Well, it's a uh, it's what I call a comedic thriller series. I mean, there are murders and mayhem and thrills and chills and all that stuff. But Jake is an idiot, and uh,
1: <laughs> and
0: his quirky take on life is uh, is part of the story. And, and Jake is what I call a reluctant PI. His father Ray is born and bred in the uh, uh, dark world of special ops and whatever, you know, in the military. Mm And so he has a PI firm, and and Ray is very serious. Jake, on the other hand, is laid back, cool, and doesn't really care about all that stuff. He played Major League Baseball. He's got a bar restaurant in Gulf Shores, Alabama. He'd rather just hang out with friends and, you know, sip a little bourbon and Mm -hmm. relax. But he always gets brought into into Ray's world, and of course, things never work out for Jake as you think they might.
1: Nice. <laughs> I like him. And what it's and yeah, it is, and it's it's hilarious. I got to tell you know the, the mm-hmm. listeners, this is <laughs> it's hilarious. It's, yeah, uh, you do sharp. great dialogue. Yeah, wicked sharp. Yes, yes, very yeah. good dialogue. <laughs> um, so now, rigged. What's the uh, what's the story with this one? What's happening in rigged?
0: Well, in Rigged, um, it's the fourth in the series, and basically Pancake, who is uh, uh, Jake's buddy from grammar school all the way up, uh, his name's Tommy Jeffers, but everybody calls him Pancake, he's a big old redhead, and if you look at him, you think this guy's an idiot, but he's actually brilliant, especially with computers and stuff. Um, Uh He had a sixth-grade sweetheart. And she lived in a place called Fairhope, Alabama, a great, actually, real town. It is fantastic. If you're ever on the Gulf Coast, go to Fairhope. It's phenomenal. But he's up there. She's going through a divorce, and they've hired Longley Investigations to go up there. And look at the financials. It's non-contested. It's no big deal. But Pancake gets up there and finds out she's been murdered along with one of the guys she's seeing. While she's going through the divorce. And after that, things go insane. And uh, as they always wow. do. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right. So it's um, like family loves you. and,
0: you know, all that.
1: hmm. Oh, how Your sixth high grade, high grade right.
0: sweetheart, you never forget.
1: Oh, jeez. Yeah. Sounds <laughs> very good. Um, yeah, I'm curious, do you read or, or watch um, much true crime? It, does that inform your writing at all, if so?
0: Oh, sure. I mean, all the time. I mean, I, I probably record every true crime story known to man. You know, I've, I've been doing it for, yeah. for decades, really. And, uh, you know, my favorite now is Life PD. And uh, people are always mm. wondering how police do their jobs and people who write police procedurals or or any kind of crime fiction, you know, cops are involved, the PIs are involved, but particularly cops, and you have to know how they do their job. And Life PD shows you how cops work on the street in real life, real time. And uh, you can learn a lot of that. And, of course, the first 48 is, I mean, it's legendary. But I watch a lot of them. Yeah, absolutely. Right,
1: right. Do you do you have a favorite? What's your favorite crime out of all the crimes out there that you've read about? That you, I guess maybe favorite isn't the Not best favorite, word, but yeah. the, the the one the one that intrigues you the most, or or just just really sticks with you out of all the crimes out there, which one uh, really stands apart to you, and why? Well,
0: I mean, I mean, I mean there are so many, there are so many uh, different motivations and different crimes and different. Whatever categories you want to stick them into, but I'm going to tell you one of the most interesting ones to me are thrill killers. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't do it for yeah. monetary gain. Yeah. They don't do it for you know revenge. They don't do it for uh, a lot of all uh, you know to avoid this, that, or the other, or or to, or to get back at somebody. They do it because the thrill of actually. Committing the crime, killing someone, I mean it's like it's you know Leopold and Loeb, the famous case uh-huh. I think nineteen twenty four where, where they killed Bobby Franks, that was probably what defined thrill killing. That was probably uh-huh. the thing where it first came up, and that was back you know, like I said, almost a century ago. Uh, but it's like really, what is the this yeah. motivation seems so foreign to the rest of us? That you would get a thrill out of just going and killing someone at random, just for the hell of it to see what it felt like. Wow.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah, it wow. is. It's, it's, it's strange. Do you do you have a what's your favorite uh, kind of criminal to write about? Like, uh, you do a lot of you know murder mysteries, what and you know so you you deal you know you write criminals. What's 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 your favorite kind and why?
0: Well. You know, it's interesting, and and I think writers need to understand, and and I think most good crime writers do, but but maybe novices don't, is that remember that the antagonist is the hero of their own story. They Uh think what they're doing is righteous and whatever, and they have goals, and they have fears, and they have wants, and they have all this stuff, just like the protagonist does. So I think writing that kind of character... The quintessential bad guy is Hannibal Lecter. But yet, why? Why is that? Because he's not one-dimensional. I mean, he's a serial killer. He actually eats his victims. I mean, my God, how more horrific could (laughs) you get? But think about this guy. He's a a gourmet. He understands art. He understands literature. He understands music. He's well-spoken. He is he is a nice looking guy he he can he can walk into a room and take it over uh uh he, and the thing that i think that made gave him depth more than anything else is he fell in love with he fell in love with clarice oh
2: yeah. yeah yeah
0: and 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 he loved clarice and 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 mm-hmm. that gives him a social redeeming quality and i think that's what people have to think of when they're when they're writing these bad guys, remember they're the hero of their own story and they do have mm-hmm. socially redeeming qualities. It's important.
1: Yeah. Right. It is, it is. Very. Yeah. Now, um one one thing that i I'm very curious about, and I'm asking you this for, for uh selfish reasons as much as me. <laughs> Of course um, you are. <laughs> how do you, how do you uh how do you uh navigate, how do you navigate the all, you know, the ever-changing terrain of of psychological diagnoses? You know, like, I, I thought of this because you were talking about oh, yeah. uh, Hannibal Lecter, and you, you, you hear all the time, oh, he's a he's a sociopath. Okay, sure, he's a cold-blooded killer. He did, you know, sure, he ate people. He, you know, without conscience. Then he kind of you know, develops these feelings for Clarice and you have all these people coming out saying, Well well he just slipped. He just fell out of character. He he can't be a sociopath because he, he you know yeah. he feels this way or that way. And then and then the definition of sociopathy changes and so how do you deal with this?
0: Yeah, it changes all the time. And uh it depends it on what the guys <laughs> in the Ivory Towers are or what articles they're writing and what research they're Mm. doing and how they think about stuff, and they kind of navigate through that. But sociopath, psychopath, and now they call it borderline personality disorder, though I don't know where the borderline came from. It's just a personality (laughs) disorder. Um, They're kind (laughs) of interchangeable, and it depends on what term you want to use. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, the person who – If you want to understand sociopathy, psychopathy, whatever, the person who said it the best was Gary Ridgway, the Green River Killer. And when they interviewed him after they had tracked him down and arrested him and all that, they asked him, said, Gary, what is it? What is it it about you? What do you have that we don't, or what are you missing that the rest of us have? And he said, that caring thing.
1: Uh, and that's it.
0: Yeah. That's it. They don't have empathy. They don't yeah. feel for other people. People are objects, and, and 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 that's hard for most people to get their head around. I mean, I'm not sure I understand yeah. all, understand it, but yeah. it's real. And they don't have the feelings of empathy that that the average person has.
1: So, and yet they have it for themselves to some degree. They, they have fear. You know, Ted Bundy didn't want to go to the electric chair. You know, um, they, they have emotions and, and some fear for themselves, but it seems like that's the cutoff point is outside of themselves. Is that correct? Sure,
0: but they don't care about their victims except that they are an object or they are a tool to get them to where mm-hmm. they need to be. For some stated right. reason, but you know, you got to ask yourself, why did Ted Bundy go to Florida to flame, to flame out at the at, at the Kyle House right? at Florida State? They got the death penalty. Yeah. I mean, you know, I why know, did he right? go to and Massachusetts?
1: Don't worry about right along. <laughs> <laughs> but he went to Florida,
0: where they're going to fry I your know. your butt. You know, and and, yeah. and you got to ask yourself, what's what's with that? I mean, why did he go
1: there? Yeah. Right.
0: Texas or Florida? You want and to stay out of if you if you don't want to get exactly. executed. Exactly, you know? and
1: it's it's interesting yeah. because it's interesting because I I watch a lot of true crime too, and I I watch these serial killer things, and I'm sure you can you know I'm sure you've noticed it too because I mean you just said it. It's not just mm-hmm. Ted Bundy. There are multiple people who go to these places, yes. and then commit these crimes. And I'm like, but why would yeah? Florida <laughs> and Texas do not go. To Florida yeah. or Texas, <laughs> yeah. it's more of a challenge. If you're a killer, go
0: to Wisconsin or Massachusetts. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, right? You know.
1: Right? <laughs> that's crazy. It's, it's crazy, but you know, it's true.
2: Yeah, it's more of a challenge to you know get away with it in a state that's going to maybe,
1: maybe.
2: <laughs> it's more thrilling. And then, that
0: could be it. That could be it. Yeah. who knows?
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, they
2: need thrill. All right,
1: now you're. Your, your book, Rigged, um, uh, this is book four in the Jake Longley series, and it comes out May 19th. And right. on top of writing which you do a lot of, you have lots of stuff out there and um, also um, helping television writers of all different kinds. You mm-hmm. also do a podcast. Um, this is Criminal Mischief, the Art and Science of Crime Fiction. Uh, for those um, who may not have heard, could you tell us a little bit about what your podcast is about?
0: Yeah, it's uh, you know it's on authors on the air like you guys are and all that, which is mm-hmm. phenomenal. I mean, Pam, my God, you know, she's like a goddess. Mm-hmm. I know, you know yeah. As as she's on <laughs> Pam's She's she's a goddess as far as I'm concerned. But I wanted to to have a podcast. But I didn't want it to be interviews and stuff. You guys do that. Other guys do that. And you guys do it better than I could ever Mm -hmm. do it. Um, And Jan Burke and I did that for three and a half years on Crime and Science Radio where we did interviews. But I I just wanted to talk about stuff. I wanted to talk about that I was interested in and that I thought crime fiction writers might be interested in. So I will talk about the art. I'll talk about characterization, point of view, plotting, all that stuff. But I also talk about the science, the forensics Mm -hmm. issues that come up that crime writers need to know. So I kind of decided that if I'm going to do a podcast, I want to marry those two because well they're my interest. I love science. I mean, I'm a physician. I've I've been a scientist all my life, if you will. But I also write fiction. And those two, the, the, the nexus of those two Crime storytelling and science to me is is really what stirs my chili. It's what I'm interested in. So that's what I talk about, and I hope people enjoy it. You know, I hope they learn something. I hope they get inspired. I hope they get story ideas, which is really at the end of the day what it's all about.
1: That's great. No, it is, and it's it's fantastic. Yeah. And we 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 highly recommend it. We've we've listened to it. We've tuned in more than once. We've also hit you up more than once with questions about things. Bless and, you, bless and, you. you, know, you. It's, 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 it's great that you do this, though, because it, it is really hard in this case. So, you know, when, when I was growing up before the Internet, it was hard to get this information because you oh, had yeah. to go dig it out at a library. And then mm-hmm. there was a kind of a, a sweet spot there for a while when we weren't oversaturated. But now trying to get information, reliable information, is almost as hard as it was before. We, we had it at our fingertips because there's so much of it, and you have to you know double check everything it's just it's nice to be able to talk to someone who knows what they're talking about and and can just give you an answer to your question and uh criminal mischief uh really does do that we've like i said we've we've tuned into it more than once for one reason or another oh, yeah. it's fantastic so thank you well, for I, doing I, that yeah
0: I appreciate mm-hmm. that and you and you brought up a, a a very important point remember uh two things number one. Any moron with a modem can put anything they want on the Internet. Uh, so you've got to be careful. And, 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 and num- number two, you have to check and double-check and triple-check everything that you read on the Internet. It's a double-edged sword. I mean, I spend so much mm-hmm. time on the Internet looking at stuff, but you have to have a filter. And number two is that, remember, everybody's smart in something, but they're stupid mm-hmm. in something else. You know, I have to go research Uh stuff on the Internet that I don't know about, but I'm very careful about the sources that I use. Look at who wrote it. Look at what their credentials are. Look at what their bias is. And then say, okay, this makes sense to me. Or, "Eh, you know, I don't know if I buy this or not. And the other stuff I read contradicts this. Doesn't mean that this is wrong, but at least ask that question. Is this true? Is this the real deal?
1: Right. Yeah. It's true. Yeah, well that... said. Well said. Yeah, yeah it's, 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 it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so, um, Rig is coming out on uh, May 19th. We're very right. excited about that. So, what, what are you working on now, and what's coming up next?
0: Well, uh, besides besides Rig that you mentioned, I have the second in the uh, Kane Harper series, which is coming out in October. It's called Prior Bad Acts. That's that's done. We're doing the final little, nice. you know, uh, myths on that. Uh, and then I have just almost finished the second rewrite on the next Jake book, which will be next May or some or thereabouts, called The O.C. It takes place here in Orange County, California, where I live. I decided I would bring Jake and crew out to the West Coast. And so um, they're here, and they get involved in a stalker and all this kind of stuff. And then I'm going to start right. working on the next Kane Harper book, which right now mm-hmm. I'm looking to set in the Charleston, South Carolina area. Um, and then I have a short story coming out in a great anthology that Jeffrey Deaver is editing that Suspense Magazine's putting out. Oh, wow. It's coming in like November, and it's called <laughs> The Title of the Anthology is Nothing Good Happens After Midnight
1: and so so i'm really
0: looking forward to that yeah i have a short story in that so that'll be fun
1: and what do you have coming up on uh criminal mischief
0: i just finished a series on uh a a two-part thing the three-part thing on toxicology and then a two-part thing on uh, uh corpse identification first was corpse identification and the second was skeletal remains which is a whole different world and so i have other shows that i'm recording now that we're going to talk about uh, i want to talk about um, unusual poisons and poisons you can't survive you know once nice. you, you're you mm-hmm. done it may take a year to kill you but but you're done and uh, nice. a few other things that more in the in the artsy side so I got several things I'm getting ready to record this week to kind of get them stacked up in the in the list.
1: So wow. one one more so question good. you you you're very very busy so I have to know do you have any free time and if so what do you do? <laughs>
0: yeah, I played golf this morning. You know, I have a lot of free time. Oh, oh really? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I still right. practice I still practice cardiology. But it's, you know, cut back a lot because I'm, well, I'm old and cantankerous. And uh, so I go to the office two days a week, but then I have five days of the week to, to write. And, uh, I mean, what else am I going to do? You know, it's uh, if I don't do that, I'll probably end up in prison, so I might as well write. <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right. Um, now, before we let you go, can you tell our listeners where they can go? To find your books and also where they can go To find uh, Criminal Mischief
0: Well if you go to my website Which is Dplylemd.com It's D-P-L-Y-L-E-M-D.com And from there you can find out all the books You can connect to everything about them And if you're interested You can buy them You can also connect to Crime and Science Radio You can also connect to Criminal Mischief You can, see, you can connect to my blog Uh Uh the writer's forensics blog so you can connect to everything through the website that's that's the portal to
1: get everywhere wow all right sounds great well we love having you and we always have questions and we'll always be in touch always so Uh, yes i I appreciate it i I really
0: enjoy talking (laughs) with you guys
2: yeah you're in the acknowledgement for my next solo and and mother
0: sounds like you guys need to be locked up somewhere
1: we That's do. That's what the usually say, <laughs> and, yeah. <laughs> what a we great riff y'all did at the beginning
0: did. of this. I mean, wow. <laughs> yeah,
1: And, and we both had great we mothers. Knew, we knew that people, yeah. yeah, we did. We knew people yeah. were yeah. going to say, wow, you guys must have had really bad mothers. And so we actually dedicated exactly. our no. it to our mothers who are nothing like the mother in this book. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
0: Exactly. <laughs> I had a nice mother too. It's a where does this come from? You know? Yeah. I know, right? Yeah. Well,
2: What's we so crazy about my father? So like, you know, just, <laughs> you just change yeah,
1: around. yeah. Oh. Now, all you- right. Well, it is a yeah. pleasure as always to have you. Um, we are out of time, um, so yeah. thank you for coming on, and and um, we we hope you'll come back as always.
0: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Thanks for having me.
1: Ah, uh, it was great. You bet. Thanks, and thanks. Uh, yes. And thank you, everybody, for listening. And until next week, this is Thorn and Cross, Haunted Nights Live. We wish you haunted nights. And sweet screams. Thank you for listening.